0: something has happened today that people are divided on, have very strong opinions on, have an emotional reaction to the announcement of, and it's not always a division along party lines, Democrat and Republican, liberal and conservative, red and blue, right and left. But there are people that on the right are okay with this and people on the left who maybe have a bit of discomfort. And I'm speaking about an announcement today by the Pentagon. We were awaiting what would happen. We knew perhaps that this would eventually come. But right now, today, in 2016, it is official. The Pentagon has ended its transgender ban. The Pentagon today said it was ending the ban on transgender people being able to serve openly in the United States military. Now, this announcement removes one of the last barriers to military service by any individual, and it was made, this announcement, by Defense Secretary Ash Carter. He actually had been studying the issue for almost a year. Here's what he had to say.
1: Americans who want to serve and can meet our standards should be afforded the opportunity to compete to do so. After all, our all our, our volunteer force is built upon having the most qualified Americans. And the profession of arms is based on honor and trust. Army Chief of Staff General Milley re- recently reminded us of this when he said, and I quote him, the United States Army is open to all Americans who meet the standard, regardless of who they are. Embedded within our Constitution is that very principle, that all Americans are free and equal. And we as an army are sworn to protect and defend that very principle. And we are sworn to even die for that principle. So if we in uniform are willing to die for that principle, then we in uniform should be willing to live by that principle.
0: Is that it? Yeah, just to let me know, guys. Thanks. Um, The the, uh, decision comes as the military has witnessed major changes, changes in the role of women and the inclusion of gays, lesbians, and bisexual service members in recent years. Now, uh, you just heard today from the Pentagon Defense Secretary Carter. Um, talk about the Defense Department, talk about the military needing to avail ourselves of all talent possible. We don't have a draft. uh, Nobody's got a gun to their head, no pun intended. This is an all-volunteer military force, who, by the way, whose numbers have not uh, been growing. He also talked about not wanting uh, barriers if a person is qualified uh, to be able to serve. Um, There are very few in number. Um, There are people within the military that have come out um, not only as gay, but have come out as transgender and have started to um, and, and and have started to uh, change uh, their sexual um, orientation, their gender, uh, while being in the military. So this was an area not only where the ban needed to be lifted, but there were clear cut lines that needed to be drawn so that individuals were not just left in limbo as to if they could continue to serve as perhaps who they identify as, as opposed to who they were born as or what they were born as. As you heard, Defense Secretary Ash Carter also said this decision was a matter of principle and that Americans who want to serve and meet our standards should be afforded the opportunity to compete. Now, the groundwork to lift the prohibition came, became, came on the scene last year. Like I said, he's been looking at this for over a year. And the Secretary said he was going to study the readiness implications of welcoming transgender persons to serve openly. It has been an educational process for people in uh, the department at the Pentagon, including him, Defense Secretary Carter said. He had meetings with many Pentagon officials, also meetings with those in the service who are transgender. He also said that ending the ban will be effective immediately and that a transgender person can no longer be discharged from the United States military on the basis of their being born one gender, identifying and living as another. At the upper end of the estimates, there are many, as many as 11,000 transgender active duty service members and reservists who will be affected by this decision. That's according to the Ranch Corporation study that was cited by the Pentagon. And the defense secretary noted the Pentagon received input from transgender service members, but also from experts, medical professionals, people outside of the Pentagon, even outside of the military. By the way, at least 18 other nations besides now the United States allow transgender members to serve openly, so we are not the first, and we are not leading the charge on this internationally. This move comes after gays, lesbians, and bisexuals were allowed to serve openly back in 2011 when that ridiculous don't ask, don't tell policy had ended. And in 2015, last year, the Family Medical Leave Act extended to cover all legally married same-sex couples and the Defense Department amended its Equal Opportunity Program to protect service members against discrimination because of their sexual orientation. Congressman Mac Thornberry is a Republican chairman of the House Armed Services Committee, and he had a number of longstanding questions for the Pentagon that he feels were unanswered. He said, quote, in particular, there are readiness challenges that at first must be addressed, such as the extent to which individuals would be medically non-deployable. Almost a year has passed with no answer to our questions from Secretary Carter. a top priority must be warfighting effectiveness, and individual readiness is an essential part of that. The Pentagon's decision coincides with broader acceptance of transgendered individuals in this nation also brought a criticism from social conservatives. I have some questions for you that I'm going to ask in a minute, but when you hear about people strapping bombs to themselves, walking into an airport, which they didn't really just walk in now that we're getting all the information on what happened in Istanbul, but getting into the airport, Having bombs strapped to the cells, willing to die for their murderous, heinous, take as many people with you as you can cause, with weapons in their hand, just willing to kill at random. They don't care your color, your race, your origin, your ethnicity, your culture, your gender. And I know people think, oh, they do. They care if you're gay. No, we're not really certain totally what happened in Orlando. They just want to kill. And if there is a man that was born female and identifies as a man that is willing to put on a uniform and willing to have their lives sacrificed to save yours and mine, who are we to quibble over if they have a vagina or a penis, what bathroom they use, what the hell will happen in a bunker or foxhole or shower? I just find the conversation about what bathroom to use and our genitalia so ridiculously foolish, futile, and petty at a time where we need people who are ready, who are willing, who are able to fight for this country's freedom, to fight for safety of Americans here and abroad and people here and abroad and to fight such a heinous, murderous organization as ISIS. ISIS's numbers have gone down. However, they had people signing up like crazy. We, unfortunately, in this country, have people signing up to join KKK, neo-Nazi groups, anti-government groups, and we're seeing more division and more violence. I think when we see organizations like the Pentagon make decisions like this, it forces us to pause and not only to ask questions and answer them, as I will do in just a moment, but not about where they're going to sleep or the bathroom, which I'm sure some of you do have questions. Those of you who are listening to me on the American Armed Forces Radio Network, which we're a part of as well, and those of you who are veterans listening, uh, those of you on leave or those of you you know, in active duty on lead or, or reservist, um, and, and you have these questions, whether the military is a part of your life now, maybe someone that you know and love or, or was a part, and you are a vet that served our nation, and thank you for that service. But who am I, who are you, who are we to question how somebody dresses, where somebody pees, what somebody's sexual orientation is, or how they identify gender-wise. But they are willing to put on a uniform. They are willing to strap on a gun. They are willing to go toward that individual with that vest to save our lives. And they like a terrorist, if you will, are willing to die for their cause. But see, the cause of those in the American military is to fight for the freedom and safety of you and I. I'm not strapping on that gun. I'm not putting on that uniform. I'm not willing to die for your freedom. I'm too chicken. I'll admit it. I'm willing to scream from the mountaintops for it. I'm willing to do my job. But there's somebody out there willing to die for my freedom and your freedom to do that, to do what I'm doing right now. So I commend and applaud this decision by our Pentagon and I think we should have done it quicker because we should be leaders in freedom and democracy. And quite frankly unless you are mentally unstable or you're some kind of an anti-government spy and going to try and you know rise up and you know create anarchy, you should be able to serve in your nation's military to fight the bad guys because your overall cause is and should be for the best interest humanity. So one, and I want you to be completely honest with me. Some of you may be uncomfortable giving your your name today. Maybe you're in the military. Maybe you're a vet. I want to hear from you. I've never been in the military. I want to hear from you. But I want to hear from you if you're not as well, because we all have an opinion. That's what talk radio is about. That's what being an American is about, be able to speak that opinion. And we do so freely because of those great men and women, regardless of how they were born, um, who fight in our armed forces? How do you feel about transgender Americans serving in the military, my fellow American? How do you feel about transgender Americans serving in the military? Eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three. 18 other countries allow transgender members to serve openly. Isn't it time We America joined them? And shouldn't we have acted earlier on this? Eight 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 six leslie 888 653 7543 is the number. Defense Secretary Ash Carter, you just heard, said, The Defense Department and the military need to avail ourselves of all talent possible in order to remain what we are now, the finest fighting force the world has ever known. Do you agree with that? If somebody wants to be a part of the military, who cares who they sleep with? Or how they dress and when they drop their pants, what they got going on down there. They are willing to serve, to be a part of, and to help keep and maintain the finest fighting force. In other words, if you want the greatest, should you be so picky who you're choosing from? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. And does this move help us to do that? Although it may be a small number, you're talking over 11,000. 8886 Leslie 7543 and isn't that what you expect our military to do? This is an organization that is willing to die for the freedoms of people like the LGBT community to be LGBT. 8886 Leslie 7543 is the number. Why would we want barriers? Unrelated to a person's qualification. I want qualified. I don't care what you look like. I, you know what? If you if you are physically, mentally able, if you are qualified, that's who I want out there fighting for me, for you, for my kids, for our future, for our freedom, for this nation, for the safety of this nation and all of us worldwide. Why would we want barriers unrelated to a person's qualifications to prevent us from recruiting or retaining a soldier, a sailor, an airman or a Marine who can best accomplish that mission? eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three is the number. And how will this affect soldiers serving in that great state of North Carolina? <clears throat> Isn't it ironic? People can fight for your and my nation, our great country, that for our freedom, but they can't go to the bathroom that they associate themselves with. How ridiculous! How disgusting! Eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three. A minute! It's a disgrace to discriminate against people that fight for our freedoms, isn't it? Eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three. Will transgender members of our military, in your opinion, face stronger scrutiny and ridicule than those from the LGBT community? Others, in other words, does a gay guy or a lesbian woman? Get less scrutiny than somebody transgender now that this ban has been lifted. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. And is that because somebody transgender is often much more noticeable? It's not like gaydar where you think somebody's gay. You often will know somebody's trans. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. The number is larger than I thought. But as many as 11,000 transgender active duty service members and reservists have been affected by this decision and shouldn't they have been able to come out of the shadows long before this perhaps when we started to stop asking and telling or not asking and telling don't ask don't tell when that was eliminated 8886 Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three. 653 543 call me today it's a talk show I want your opinion this is a big deal I want to hear from you especially if you served in the military or you are currently or if you're like me and you haven't across the board we'll be back to you Follow me on Twitter, at Leslie. And we're back. Happy Thursday. I'm Leslie Marshall, and we are talking about the Pentagon lifting the ban, one of the last bans that remains on transgender individuals serving in the military. Pick up the phone and join us. Want your opinion on this, especially if you are a current or former military member. 8886-LESLIE is the number. Let's get to the calls. And we go to Paul in Washington, line two, listening on Progressive Voices. Paul?
2: Leslie... The war against war is going to be no picnic or holiday excursion as the feelings are too deep-seated as to how the spoils of victory represent and define our national identity. And what that means, as I robbed that from William James' moral equivalent of war from 1906, that means that some people have a problem with how we're going to share the spoils of victory and who is responsible for that. Uh, the, who we What we define when we go to war is who went and who were they protecting and who deserves the credit. And I think people have a problem with, well, yes, we won, we had a, a, br- a great victory, whatever, and they don't want to have to share this with some other people that they find to be abhorrent in some way. And that... Once was with blacks, African-Americans, they didn't want to share victory with them. And now nobody wants to say, yeah, I shared, uh," of course, it's not a foxhole anymore, but I shared the battlefield with a gay LGBTQ person.
0: Okay, Paul, hold that thought. Quick break. We'll be back to you. If you're holding, hang tight. You want to join us. A line available this uh, week before the 4th of July here on the only true democracy in Talk Radio. Pentagon lifts the ban on transgender folks serving in the military. What are your thoughts, 8886 Leslie? Hey there, I'm Leslie Marshall. I'm oh, Thursday, we are talking about the Pentagon lifting the ban on transgender military members—one of the last bans, physically, um, on people in the armed forces. Want to hear from you? You are a veteran. Give us a call: eight 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 six Leslie. You are in the reserves: eight 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 six Leslie. You are home on leave and are uh, normally, currently, an active duty military member: eight 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 six Leslie. Or have family members in the military? How do you feel about this? eight 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 six Leslie. Maybe you are a member of the transgender community, whether you're in the military or not. What does this decision by the Pentagon today say to you and mean to you as a member of the transgender community uh, within the LGBTQ community? Eight 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 six Leslie is the number. And if you're like me, you've never served in the military, but you know, you're an American, you vote, you're a taxpayer. What do you think about this? Are you comfortable with it? Is it about time? Is it long overdue? Shouldn't we have every most qualified individual in our military, especially since it is an all volunteer force? 8886 Leslie, 8886 7543. Pick up the phone and join me. Like I said, I know it's summer. Some of you on vacay, going to vacay, looking forward to a long weekend or vacay. But we want to hear from you right now. 8886 Leslie. Paul's in Washington. Thank you for holding Paul online, too. We go back to you. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you were talking about um, having, uh, you were talking about people who, you know, or yourself serving with people uh, who are LGBT in the military. Please continue.
2: Well, I, I guess what I was going to is that, and I'm, I'm talking about some people, and we're talking about, I guess, really the people who have a problem with this. If, if no one has a problem with this, then we don't have much of a topic here. If everyone would just say, okay, great, why, why didn't we do this decades ago? But the problem seems to me, and it's, you know, when you think about it, It's LGBT, and you said it's the last, or or transgender is the last of, you know, we have gays in the military, women in the military. And my point is this is that. I think these ideas that, that people, some people who've been in the military or maybe maybe some who call talk shows and say, it's too much of a distraction. It's a distraction to straight white guys who, uh, you know, when there are RPGs and bullets whizzing by in the heat of a firefighter going, I don't know if that guy, that guy over there has got a crush on me. I mean, really, it's ridiculous. It's It really, what it comes down to is, and this is my point, that there are some people who have a problem with sharing the spoils of the victory and the glory, I suppose, of victory in war with people who they will have to acknowledge back at home, you know, they, they may not approve of uh, in, in religious or moral from religious or moral reasons, and they don't want to have to say, yeah, we all fought for the freedoms of this country. I've heard people in the military call talk shows and say how, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of like it was my buddies saved you. My buddy saved you so that uh, so that you have the right to spew your liberal tripe and, and you have the right to have an abortion and all kinds of things. They, they get sanctimonious about it. And if they have to acknowledge that, you know, there were other people out there, too, who disagree with them when it comes to political ideas, they'd have to share all of that with those people. And I think that's ultimately the problem.
0: I, I don't I – don't... I think, though, Paul, it's terrible it is, I, I do think there are individuals out there who are – because when you think about it, and you, you pose this, you know, why, why is somebody opposed to this? Um, why would somebody want to be opposed to having more pe- – everybody available to serve who wants to serve and is most qualified? But I do think people get their head wrapped around the shower, uh, the bunker, the bathroom – the genitalia, and then also, let's be honest, okay, let's be honest, I think most people are uncomfortable if they see a guy in a dress, and especially in the machismo, ultra-male, if you will, uh, military. Well, um, do, do you think that weighs into it? Because I I, do, I think it does, even if people don't feel comfortable saying that well, or I'm, admitting that.
2: Sure, I'll, I'll respond to that. Uh, if, I, if there's somebody in the military Who's, who's got his head wrapped around genitalia in the shower and so on. I don't I don't think I need him out on the battlefield because his head's in the wrong place. That's what I was trying to say, is that if somebody is, is out there in the middle of a firefight and worrying about whether or not uh, I'm going to have to take a shower with somebody who might be looking at me or somebody who's transgender, your head is in the wrong place. That this is a professional job. You're out there to, to defend the country, to to serve the country in, mil- in a militaristic way, uh, uh, out there with you they've passed muster. they have passed they, they have they have met the same test that that person did everyone's met the same test and so if your head is somewhere else about the shower in the in the barracks and, and and whatever the bunker then, then your head's in the wrong place uh, I, I think that the do we really think that the people at the Pentagon haven't fought this over I think they I think they're pretty smart and I think they've really addressed they probably uh, and, and knowing more about it than Probably you or I do, they know more about the questions that need to be asked, have considered this pretty carefully. And I think that, uh, you know, the, the point I was making is that some the people who have a problem with it, have a problem with sharing it, and if they act as if it's theirs or it belongs to them and where, where other people don't belong, especially as you point out, it's a this is a volunteer army, so who comes to show up? Who wants to show up? Uh, they're already putting their foot forward. And saying, you know, we also
0: have to remember, I mean, a couple of things. I want to ask you one more question and, and, and talk to you about something before I let you go. And, and one thing is, we, there are people, because of prison overcrowding, that are cut deals who are criminals serving in our U.S. military. <laughs> uh, and certainly there's nothing criminal about somebody uh, identifying as one gender having been born another. Do you feel the military is more homophobic than other organizations?
2: Depends on what other organizations you're talking about. Um, I, I don't think that... I think it's possible that it's more homophobic than other federal positions. Well, certainly that would be the case. If we're, if we're still dealing with uh, LGBT issues and transgender right now, then that, those are things that have, uh, are, are not permitted in other federal employment. So to answer that, if I'm going to compare federal employment then, yeah, it is, because, obviously, none of these things, you couldn't discriminate about somebody being transgender to, to apply for any federal uh, job that would be, or, or disabled, or being a woman, uh, that, those would be. So, yeah, if I were to compare it in those terms, I, yeah, it would have to be. They're, they're still getting over it, and, and in a way, that's, that's kind of too bad. It makes you wonder, who is take, who's, who's got the influence there? Why is it okay to discriminate in the military but not in other federal positions?
0: All right, Paul, thank you very much for your call. Moving to Albuquerque on line four is George, listening on KABQ Radio. George, good afternoon.
3: Good afternoon.
0: Hi, George. Hello. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine.
3: Okay. I'm, I'm a Vietnam-era regular Army veteran. Um, and I, I think, you know, there's, but they finally opened up the ranks. Okay, it was I think it was in 1958 when uh, Truman, President Truman, um, opened up the, the military to uh, get rid of the color discrimination. Okay, you know there was no more uh, race discrimination in the army. I, I believe it was in World War I, uh, they wouldn't even let, you know, uh, black soldiers uh, uh, serve in combat units. You know, they, they were dock workers or, you know, backup, that kind of thing. And finally, after um, Truman came in in he opened up the ranks. I, I grew up in the military, and when I went into the Army, there was no race discrimination whatsoever.
0: Interesting.
3: Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I mean, you know, they told us there's no black, there's no white, there's only one color in this Army. It's green. <laughs> I go, oh, okay. Yeah, it's green. Yeah, because but- of the uniform's.
0: Uh, what do you so, what, what is the discomfort? Whether uh, you know have been we, we talked about the you know gays and lesbians in the military, but now with transgender, truly. What there's the always discomfort? been.
3: There's always been, uh, a, a gays in the military. I mean, there's a famous story of a, of a, a woman that served in the Civil War as a man, and she was uh, decorated. She was a decorated uh, soldier. But it wasn't until she died that they realized that her gender was actually not male. And, I'm, you know, I'm sure I've served with, you know, uh, uh, gay people in the Army. But, I mean, I, it was Barry Goldwater that said, you don't have to be straight, just shoot straight.
0: <laughs> I'll leave it at that, George thank you very much for your service, I'm so sorry that you experienced what you did when you came home as a Vietnam veteran, that was shameful on our nation, thank you sir for your service and for your call, we hope to hear from more of you George in the future, we're going to take a break when we come back, we'll take more of your calls if you're holding, don't go away, if you want to join us, we just finished with George and Paul before that so we got a couple of lines available for you pick up the phone and join us, whether you have served like George or haven't, like Paul and I and that you have an opinion on this the Pentagon says there will be no more ban against those who are transgender in our armed forces. Pick up the phone and join us, 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. To call, follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. Don't go away. to those calls, we we'll go to Helen in Ithaca, listening on WNYY on Line 5. Helen, good afternoon. Your thoughts? Good afternoon. That
4: was Jimi Hendrix.
0: Was yes, there. it was.
4: That, I love that. It was good. Well, happy uh, long weekend to you and your team there. Um, just to, for people who have a problem with this transgender thing, I was thinking of a medium that like a lot of people could relate to, like television. <laughs> Do you remember the TV show called M.A.S.H., which was a big yes. M.A.S.H. back yes. in the day? Yes,
0: yes, I uh, do. Wasn't
4: there, there was a transgender character, I forget, the great character actor, I forget the guy's name. But um, So he was, either, he was either really transgender, or he was trying to pretend he was transgender to get himself out of the military. But in either case, he was beloved by everyone, you know, on his team. And they didn't judge him by that. So can't everyone just say hey, let's not judge, you know.
0: <laughs> okay. that I think that's simple enough. Anything else, Helen? Um, yes.
4: Um, Andrew, one of the members on your team, he is so professional, polite, and efficient. So when he comes up for, like, some kind of employee review. He actually
0: is at the end of the year, Helen. Perfect timing. Andrew, did you put her up to that? All right. <laughs> so give him a raise if can. <laughs> I know him. He wouldn't. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you Helen. Uh, thank you for that. We try to have a great uh, professional crew, but not be so professional that we're snooty, you know. Let's go to Mike in Akron, Ohio, Line 2, listening on iHeartRadio. Hi, Mike. How you doing? Pretty good,
5: uh, Leslie. This is Mike, your Jewish warrior. I
0: was going to say my Jewish warrior, and then I thought, wait, if this is not the same, Mike, somebody's going to be like, what, do you, what, what, what does it matter if I'm Jewish or not? <laughs> um,
5: hey, Mike. But, no, in my time in the service... I'm, I was in during uh, Qu- Clinton's administration and when the uh, whole don't ask, don't tell came about and everything else and they were talking about gays in the military and we all laughed. You know, we knew there were gays. We served with people that were gay. I had people in my unit that were openly gay uh, and open open lesbian. And it's just uh, transgenders are already there. Uh, this is just these laws that we're seeing them pop up with that are, you know, anti-transgender, anti-bathroom, anti-this. This is just a knee-jerk reaction from um, everyone being able to legally get married regardless of who you're marrying.
0: It's, uh, you, think you think it's know? just? Do you think it's just based on that? Your phone went out for a second. Do you think it's just based on that?
5: Yeah, I just, you know, I don't, it doesn't make any other sense that they're trying to back at this group of people because they're upset because they got a right that they didn't think they should have. And it's a right everyone should have. Everyone has the right to. To, uh, and,
0: and, does, and I agree with you, but does that right come down to, in your opinion, is, is it a moral issue, is it a political issue, or is it just an issue they've made such an issue that they just can't back down and they want to win?
5: Well, I, that certain group of people, the only thing they know is win, 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 win at all costs and at any cost. And morality, you want to talk about morality, then stop going around the world and killing people. You know, you can't have the moral high ground, you know, when you're just going everywhere, killing everyone, and then say, well, I'm too moral to to have a transgender person in the trench beside me. No, they can, they can kill just as well as you can. That's it, Stephanie.
0: Okay, I'm Leslie, by the way, but thank you. (laughs) We both have brown hair. (laughs) Thank thank you for that. Uh, Let's go to Frank in Arizona, Line 4, listening on KPHX Radio. Hey, Frank, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Leslie. You know,
6: I served uh, the USMC in 1979-86. As soon as I got there, I was uh, assigned a room at the barracks, and I went to it, met a couple of my roommates, the first two guys I was going to room with. And uh, one of them was like, I mean, he just looked like, like the toughest Marine ever. And we became very good friends. And I got sent off to communication school. He loaned me his car. I barely even knew him for like a week, right? But he loaned me his car and we were really good friends. And we stayed that way all through the Marine Corps. And I mean, he, we had a very good relationship. Later on, I, I got out. He got out of the Marine Corps. I moved back to Arizona and uh, one weekend we go to a weekend, or I'm sorry, to a company picnic for my wife, uh, where my wife was working. And we're at the company picnic, and I see a guy walk by me, and I look at my wife. I'm like, "Hey, that's so and so." She's like, "No, what would he be doing here? He lives in California." I'm like, "Yeah, that's true, I said, "But that looks exactly like him." And story short, I went to him and I said, "You are so and so," and he's like, "No, I'm not." I'm like, "Yeah, you are." Well, he just say. What happened was he, he was gay the whole time, and I never knew it. And he got embarrassed that we happened to meet up in Arizona in a place that we, I mean, he never, ever thought he would see me there. We became friends again, and he had a boyfriend. And it was just really weird, though, because I was in the Marine Corps for six years, didn't know he was gay. He never came off as gay. He was the toughest Marine ever. I mean, he gained the better than any marine probably i've ever seen it's just a very weird story
0: how how, honestly be honest as a straight man who thought you were friends with a straight man discovered he was gay and obviously he was a bit embarrassed about you perhaps or that part of his life uh being aware of who he really is uh, and was um all along how, how did it honestly make you feel
6: you know it didn't make me feel I, I didn't feel anything negative about him. I was actually very happy to see the guy because we were such good friends and it, it didn't bother me one iota and, I, and after he realized that he was like I mean he just looked at me and he says you know Frank because I always knew you were my best friend and,
4: and it made did, me... did it
0: bother you that perhaps the friend you, you, you thought you had such a good friendship with each other that he he couldn't have been honest with you and, and told you that?
4: No,
6: because I understand what he would have faced.
0: If he had. In the, you know,
6: in that, in that unit. There were several guys who were, I mean, this was, you know, there were still a lot of Vietnam veterans that are veterans now, that veteran or active duty Vietnam, uh, soldiers, you know, that they were tough and gung ho. And this is the Marine Corps, you know, we're tough. We're, we're not sissies. And because, you know, that stigma comes along with the day. You know the city type stigma that that to them. It it it's uh, magnified, in other words. You know, so they're, they're, it's a very tough situation for a gay person to be in the military in most cases.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and transgender, just because a ban is lifted, doesn't mean that difficulty doesn't oh, change transgender, right away. Yeah, that would th- be even th- Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Frank. Appreciate that and, and your service and uh, your uh, candor and your friendship. Very quickly, uh, let's go to Michael in the Bronx, line one. You have two sentences time.
5: Thank you. You know, this was long overdue, Leslie. This followed the law and the Constitution and equal treatment. You know, as I said before, you never know if the person that saved your life could be a LGBT or any other minority. Are you going to be thankful to them, or are you going to say, you should have let me die? And and one quick thing before I go is that I've never served in the military. I've never been in any kind of public service. But I know for a fact, upon going to service, you are given an oath. You take an oath to support The laws and constitution of the United States, which is given equal treatment.
0: Okay, Michael, thank you, thank you. Typical man did not follow my instructions. Sorry. I said two sentences.